Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group, you can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Gentlemen, tax season is upon us and 90% of people don't have a plan. And if you hate writing that check now, you're really going to hate writing it in retirement. So it's all about our tax prep. Art, how can we make 2021 better and how can you help our tax liabilities moving forward? Well, just realize TurboTax is not always your friend. Why is that? (laughs) Because TurboTax will only ask you certain questions and depending on your answer to that question, it may not give you all of the tabs that are available. So the way the software is designed is it'll ask you, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Um, And if you answer no or yes, you don't always see everything else that's available. So what can happen is it doesn't always tell you that you should do this or this to help save your taxes for the year. It's just reporting back what the input is that you're putting in. So unfortunately, you can have a lot of tax savings not show up with TurboTax, file your return, uh, pay a lot of extra tax that you didn't have to pay, but you don't even know it because you just kind of went through, click the box, did this, did that, and you're done because it doesn't give you any advice at all. It's just strictly input-output system. You know, and Luke, we've talked about that before, how these robo-tax planners, they don't know much about you if they only give you three options for an answer. That's why I think it's kind of important to sit down and have a face-to-face with someone. Of course, and they have their now, you know, the, I've seen commercials for the TurboTax, you know, get a live expert on there. Well, I have a friend, because I used to be, you know, I used to work at a tax accounting firm in Dallas. I have a friend who does that on the side, and he's telling me about it. He goes, you know, people just chat with me or they do a Zoom with me and they ask me questions and I tell them the answer. But he doesn't know them. They're, they're just doing their taxes and he's, he's online for two, three hours an evening because it's a part-time job. But, you know, he doesn't know anything about them other than the question they ask. And that's kind of how TurboTax works. It asks you questions, but it doesn't go in depth. Whereas we go in depth. We know your your portfolio, we know your income, we know your expenses, we know your taxes, right? So we kind of have the bigger picture. So if you were a client and you asked us a question, we'd know a heck of a lot more than um, my buddy in his home office who just logged on, right? He doesn't know you. So that's kind of where TurboTax is trying to give better advice, Mm -hmm. but they just don't know enough and it's not their fault. It's almost like Social Security. When you call into Social Security, you get whoever answers, they've answered 50 phone calls that day they don't know who you are either so sometimes their advice is just based on math it's not always based off of your situation and what makes the most sense for you and your family art this is something we were talking about off the air and well that stimulus check the government's saying now that they want to send us another check for sixteen hundred dollars that should last us through july now i don't know how that's possible (laughs) but because of these stimulus checks which are a adding on to the debt well, now we're going to have to pay taxes on these stimulus checks that we're getting. How does that work? <laughs> can you make $600 last for six months? I don't. I can't. <laughs> that doesn't even pay like our cell phone and cable bill for a I month. I don't understand that comment, do you? I don't get it. Then we have to pay tax on the tax money that they gave back to us. Now, how does that work? It's windfall. Sounds want, like, yeah. Sounds like Social you to Security. Pay tax. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like Social Security. You pay in all your life and it comes out and... It's Clinton raised it to 85% being taxable. So now you pay tax on what you've already paid tax to pay into to get back. I'm kind of like unemployment. You know, you pay into unemployment as you're working. Your employer pays into unemployment. And then when you get an unemployment check, 
They ask you, do you want to withhold taxes? And the unfortunate <laughs> part about that is you probably don't because you need the money, right? Because right. you just lost your job. Because you're unemployed. Because you're unemployed. And then you get that tax bill next year that says, oh, you should have withheld taxes on your unemployment, even though it's a benefit that you've paid into, your employer's paid into, but we're going to tax you. So a lot of, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with paying taxes on things like that. You mean the government is not making sense on that one, Luke? No. Part of the program is for you as a benefit as being a you know, U.S. citizen is this benefit, is this a month that you've paid for, but we want part of it back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then just, make, and it, then as, just make it less. And it's probably <laughs> the worst possible time in your life. I know. Because you're unemployed. The reason you're getting unemployment is because you are unemployed. Right. And that means you don't have any cash. You don't even have any reserves. You don't have any extra revenue. So where's the tax bill going to come from? Flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like I don't like being an adult sometimes. Like sometimes it's like I don't want to know all of this fighting that goes on up in D.C. Like I don't want to be a part of all this. I just want my life to go back to simpler times. And I bring that up because I want you to think back to your younger days a little bit because I saw an interesting study that came out of Dartmouth College and it claims that the happiest age is 18. So after you turn 18, your happiness levels begin declining. But there's some good news because after you make it past your mid-40s, your happiness levels begin increasing again. And by the time you reach your mid-60s, you'll be just as happy as you were when you were a teenager. So from your clients, from the people you work with on a daily basis, where are we most happy in our ages and especially when it comes to retirement? <laughs> That's funny. So you're saying we're the we're the happiest until we're 18 from this study. Right. So you're really you're in the best part of your life at 18 because it makes sense. You know, you're coming. Yeah, well, your mom home. and dad pay for everything. And exactly. if you have a job, it basically puts gas in the car. Mm -hmm. You're driving a car that you don't have to pay the insurance or anything on because mom and dad are paying it. And they're right. having about a hyperventilation because their total bill jumped like $2,500 because they have a, a minor dependent driving. And uh, yeah, so I can see. And you have no worries other than mom or dad saying be home at X time. Yeah. However, it's funny that they say after 40. I think the reason after 40 is because your kids start growing up. Mm -hmm. And you can like start doing things again because <laughs> your kids are getting older. I found that to be very, very true because it is awesome watching your kids grow and it's awesome going to the ball field. It's awesome going to the soccer fields. I mean, I did that with all my kids and it was awesome. But I'll tell you, there is something about having that empty nester. I, a lot of people say, oh, you know, we have an empty nester, but you can do so much stuff again that you don't have to worry about doing the vacations on summer only or spring break or Christmas break. You can actually go on a vacation any month of the year, and it doesn't matter. It can be when you want to go. It's amazing. I can't wait to be 40. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit older than 40 I need to be to, to get there. But <laughs> we're to the point now with our son, Jack. He's, he's turning two next month where we don't even go to restaurants anymore. So, you know, everybody's like, how's COVID, you know, impacted you? So, well, of course, it's impacted us, but we don't can't travel anyways because mm -hmm. got a little kid and Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to be on the plane. You, you don't want to fling food? <laughs> no, no. The, the terrible twos. Right. So, yeah, so 18, you're super happy. It looks like 40 is happy. And then, of course, I mean, what we see here is retirement day. Yes. Yeah. Retirement day is super. The stress of your job just went away. Yeah. I mean, yes. how great of a feeling of, of that is when you have a client come in and you've been working with them for years and they finally reach the point where you say, you know what? You should be good to go to reach that retirement when you want to retire. How often does that happen? And how great of a feeling is that? Sometimes it'll take them a couple times to believe it, uh -huh. you know, but when we show them the data and we can show them how that works, uh, they get really excited, especially if we can say you're going to retire with the same pay you had as take home while working. And they're like, what? Really? 
My budget's not going to change. And by the way, we're going to give you an extra couple thousand dollars a month for travel. Mm. And they're usually like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that sounds amazing. And then, and, or we'll have a good discussion like this sometimes. I've had a, quite a bit of this where someone has been a great saver, done a phenomenal job, and we sit down and Luke and I are doing the math, and they can pull maybe 50% more than they currently are taking in income while working. And I, I love doing this. You know, we'll get to the numbers part, and I'll say, well, right now, every month you don't retire, it's costing you $7,000 a month. And they're like, what, what, wait, what? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, well, if you retire today, your income will jump by $7,000. And they're Let's like, and shut it down. Uh, 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 really? <laughs> and I'm like, yep. And then we start having serious retirement discussions on that one. Usually <laughs> I'm sure that car ride home with their spouse is, is a different than the car ride here. Right? <laughs> yes. Like, Gosh, maybe I should retire. You know, I am at this age. We could go do this and this and. Let's put it off a couple months and go talk to him again. It happens, <laughs> happens all the time. Yep. And then you say it to him again, a different way, different numbers, because right numbers change every day. And then it starts to sink in. Yeah. And then it's okay. Let's let's figure out how I'm getting out of this job and when. <laughs> that's probably the happiest we see our clients. Right? Yes. That and or talking about grandkids. Yes. Yeah. That's what we and see. being able to see them. You and know, I mean, them. yeah. That was probably the worst thing about COVID is seeing. People not be able to see their kids and their grandkids and just you could see the melancholy kind of come over them as they were talking about it, how much they missed them and they missed that being able to give them a hug, being able to just, you know, get them a toy and see the joy on their face when they came over. And and that really stopped for about a full year. And it just some people were are not as serious about it as others, but some people were very, very specific about not seeing each other to make sure that they didn't mm -hmm. spread the COVID and it was it was tough on them it really really was yeah and why are the grandparents so happy because they can see the grandkids and then give them right back so <laughs> and spoil them do everything they said <laughs> yeah. that you're not supposed to do yes <laughs> you know sugar cereal for dinner here's a bag full of candy all right we'll see you next weekend <laughs> and they just smile ear to ear <laughs> they do they do my my in-laws live down here now so my mother-in-law gave my son it was like you could buy it at the store and like this little Tupperware but it was cotton candy <laughs> and my son's almost two. He's never had cotton candy before. But I'm like, great, Grandma. You bring him. To, you come over to our house with a bunch of candy and then cotton candy. Um, but it was funny. My son didn't know how to eat it or what it was, so I had to eat some of it too. So now I'm eating the cotton candy. I'm like, this is not good for my diet. And then the yes. problem is, you know, Grandma looks great because she's giving the kids candy. You look like the bad guy because you're not letting them eat the candy. No, stop. Uh, yeah. Not that much. Yeah. A little bit now. A little bit later. Exactly. Not that yeah. much. Not after six thirty, bud. You're going to. You're going to sleep soon yep. and there is definitely a difference between parenting mode and grandma grandpa mode oh, oh yeah it is breaking all the rules in which you raised your son or daughter under <laughs> yes <laughs> again because you get to give them back that's right and it's called payback yeah <laughs> all the things you tortured me i am going to torture you back now i want you to hear this audio clip here because one thing some people sometimes forget is that they're eventually going to have to figure out how to convert their retirement accounts into retirement income this comes from cnbc's sharon epperson and she points out that income needs to last for the rest of your life you really have to think about what you're going to need in retirement what you're going to get from social security when you're going to take that money how much you're going to have to withdraw every year and that can change because when you first retire you're probably most able to do all those things you really wanted to do like travel and all the activities you plan and so you, your expenses may actually be more than you'd anticipated because you're doing some extra things all right she says extra things how can we do all those little extra things without running out of money down the line? Does this go back to our three-bucket theory? It does go back to our three-bucket theory, but it also, I mean, you just need a financial plan. 
So when we say financial plan, we're not talking about potentially an estate plan, right? Sitting down with an attorney and talking about your death, right? We're talking about where's the money going to come from? How much do you need? How is the portfolio going to be invested? You know, what does your tax plan look like? And we build this for our clients and it's a roadmap for your retirement. Um, without this, I feel like if I, you know, if I was retired and didn't have this, I'd be stressed out every day. I'd be watching CNBC. If I saw any red numbers, I wouldn't know what the future holds, right? But if I had a plan that says, hey, if our portfolio is within these guardrails, and I'm just making this up as an example, if we're in between 1.5 to 1.2 million, let's keep the income the same, right? If we get more than 1.5 million, let's take more income. If we get less than 1.2 million, let's revisit our investments, right? So if you have that plan in place that says, here's what happens when the next market correction happens, mm-hmm. Um, here's what we're going to do. Here's where we're going to pull money from. And while the market's up and things are going great, here's what we're doing. So we create those financial plans, and that's how you don't run out of money in retirement. And the reason we have a plan for things, Mark, is usually the general thought or consensus a lot of times is wrong. I mean, if you looked at what happened, the general consensus was if Trump didn't win re-election, the market was going to crash did not happen because all the things that were happening with the COVID vaccines and things that were happening, the market looked well past the election, even past the Senate election and said, no, no, us opening back up, opening the economy up is much more important. So if you were out of the market during that period of time, you missed a nice bounce of the market. So those kind of things, we want to make sure our clients have access to the good market cycles. And then when market cycles go flat or get negative, we want to have places that they can also make interest, get guaranteed income, and still do well, even if the market's struggling or the time that we're going through is a bad economic time or a downturn or something like that. So we, And that's part of what Luke's talking about of having the plan. So you want to make sure your plan can account for four or five major market fluctuations through your retirement, because that's what we're going to go through when you look back over the last hundred years. Statistically, that's kind of what we have to deal with. So let's talk about RMDs for a second, required minimum distributions. And there was a survey that came out that said one in three retirees said that they're not prepared for the RMDs. That can cause a big problem with the IRS. So how do we avoid that? Yes. So the RMD rule just changed. Of course, you know, with the SECURE Act, it used to be age 70 and a half, you had to take an RMD. Right now it's age 72. But last year, you didn't have to take one. So Because big, of COVID. Because of COVID. So big picture going forward, if you had never started an RMD and you're going to be 72 in the future, right? you start out by taking about 3.6% out of all your IRAs. So if you have a million dollars in an IRA, the required minimum distribution is going to be about $36,000, whether you need it or not. The older you get, the more money you take out as a percentage. So if we don't do any tax planning now, you know, we've seen some before and after scenarios with our clients and before would be, okay, we're starting at 36,000 now at age 70, because back then it was 70 and a half. But if we get you know, by age 80, it's 40, 50, $60,000 mm-hmm. you're required to. I don't know many 80, 85 year olds that need $100,000 from their IRA. So if we can change that and take it before, makes do some tax planning and just not have the requirement to take it. That's the big burden of the RMD. You take it whether you want it or not. So that's kind of starting point, 3.6%. You know, we can shift assets to where that number's less, that number could be zero, and then it's up to you on what you want to do in retirement, not the IRS, not the government. Yeah, and if you're running that line between 
24% and 28%, the last thing you want to do is have a required minimum distribution that jumps your whole entire income up another tax bracket. So, And there's nothing we can do at that point to stop that. That's going to happen. It's going to force you. The government's going to force you. They want that tax revenue. You, we've talked about it all morning. They are not going to stop. They want you to have that distribution. So even if you don't need it, it has to be distributed so the taxes can be paid on it. And that's where it becomes painful. And so we're trying to avoid those kind of issues down the road. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A17 Today's show has been a work of art. 